Hi everybody and welcome to this week's episode of The Productivity Project. I am currently sheltering in my kids' playroom with the door shut, barricading me from my cat who incidentally likes to hunt at night. But the problem is the only things in my house that are available to hunt are the kids' toys or overly inflated balloons or my leg and it turns out that those things are not really ideal especially when you have a four-year-old and a two-year-old who are asleep in your house. So I am sat here next to my kids drawing table. This is where my <laughs> my podcast mic and my laptop are set up. I'm being stared at in the face by a collection of dolls some of which are a little more freakishly looking than others and I'm really tempted to just do some drawing while I'm in here because there's an assortment of crayons and textures that look really appealing but I am really excited to be back for another week. Sorry I just tuned out there because I was distracted by my cat clawing at the door to be let in. There's clearly some separation stuff going on here and I'm not sure how I feel about it. Do you know today I discovered something called Cat TV. I heard a podcaster talking about it the other day. I think it was Emma from the Broke Generation. If you haven't listened to that podcast yet, go and give it a listen. It's a really awesome insight into money and our relationship with it. And she has some really amazing stuff to share every week. Not sponsored, just thought I'd give it a mention anyway. The thing that I wanted to talk about from her podcast episode was nothing to do with money. It was the fact that she she has a cat and she's had cats for a long time and she's discovered something called cat TV. So she was mentioning that she had the TV on for her cat and it was this like series of like relaxing images that the cat was supposedly loving and it was supposed to be really calming and and so anyway, today I decided to try some cat TV and I'm really like perplexed by how it went. Like the first 20 minutes was basically the cat. I keep calling her the cat. Her name is Princess Bella. For those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while, you will know that I was fostering a cat. Her registered name on her microchip certificate was Princess Bella. Still is Princess Bella because my daughters refused to let me change it because, quote, she is a princess. And since we have basically adopted her, like my husband's still in a bit of denial about the whole adoption thing because he's clearly more a dog person. And I think as well, he was kind of hoping that our pet would be of the male variety by gender, but he is yet to be joined by a male companion in our home. He is destined to be surrounded by females including our pets so we yes we have basically we have officially adopted her but my husband is still very much like well is she really you know she's a wanderer she can go back at any time and I just nod my head but of course she's not going anywhere anyway so cat tv went on the cat just kind of stared for about probably best part of an hour just like transfixed by there was some twittering birds and some squirrels and they were eating a grapefruit and like it just seemed to be like centered. The storyline was like the battle of who is going to get this grapefruit. And I was a little bit worried she was going to like launch herself into the TV and start hunting at one point. She backed away and retreated and like sat on her scratching pole and watched for another, probably another half hour. So probably for an hour and a half there, 
she was quite into the cat TV and then for the rest of the day it was just like this annoying twittering and I could hear like intermittent squirrel sounds and like it was really just quite an experiment in cat entertainment and honestly I found it helped me stay a little more focused. The background noises of like the animals and nature and the scurrying and the twittering and the fact that it wasn't just constant white noise or you know music that can sometimes be a little bit jarring or like songs with lyrics can be distracting. I found that the cat tv was actually it changed itself up enough to not be too monotonous but it also wasn't too interrupty when it came to my focus and you know it didn't have like heavy lyrics or anything like that so guys if you get nothing else from this episode know this next time you feel like you're in a bit of a focus slump whatever you'd like to call it or you can't concentrate or you're distracted or you're looking to up level your work environment try cat tv on youtube on youtube there's plenty of different videos you can get Cat TV with mice, you can get cat TV with birds, squirrels are also an option, whatever you like, just give it a try and see how you go. That is clearly not the point of this podcast and if it was, I would be very apologetic because I am sure you didn't come here to listen to me bang on about cat TV, but I have anyway. If you're a new listener, welcome to the Productivity Project where I clearly know it all when it comes to creating the most productive work environment possible. Anyway, today what I actually wanted to talk about was something that I shared on Instagram last night. If you follow me at cathunter.va, if you don't go and follow me, if you follow me, you will, maybe you won't because you might not be that tuned into my particular profile. But if you do and you've noticed my latest reel, I shared a post about motivation because it's something that's been coming up a lot lately with both my VA clients and the clients I coach on productivity separately in one-on-one sessions. Motivation has been a big topic over the last month and it's probably pretty timely because we're coming into, we're just starting February now. We've just come out of January, which is when we're all in like, you know, this big, powerful, energetic goal setting mode and we're feeling really excited about having a clean slate which is a new year, you know, laid out before us. We've got all of this new, fresh bank of time to achieve the things we want to achieve and to live our lives a little bit differently and to achieve our goals. And in January, what naturally happens is we feel motivated. We feel like we have the energy that we need to achieve whatever we want to achieve and make all of the things happen. And that's great. We need that boost of energy as, you know, a refresh and to get us feeling excited and to help us really map out and articulate what it really is that we do want to achieve or that we want to happen. Often when we're kind of moving through the year, if we're stuck in kind of the middle of the year or towards the end, we can be feeling a little bit, you know, forest for the treesy. We can have a little bit of blurred vision because life takes over. 
It can become a little bit monotonous, even if you're not in a nine to five, even if you do run your own business, you're working, you're not working, you're looking after kids, whatever it is you're doing, your day to day can start to feel a little bit repetitive and it can feel a bit like you're on a hamster wheel because most of us have so much to do every single day, so much to juggle. We can lose sight of that energy and that, you know, the goal setting motivational burst that we get in January. So January is a really cool month to really nut out what it is that we want to happen for us this year and how we want our year to look. The thing is, what can happen is when we move out of January and after we've kind of sat in this, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to put this on my vision board and I'm going to cut this picture out and I'm going to map this all out on my planner and, you know, this is going to be great. This is going to be the year. Once that natural energy inevitably and naturally fades after January, we can tend to wait around for it to come back. And if it doesn't come back, what can happen is we can get, we can feel, we can start to feel really disheartened. We can feel like, you know, all of that energy and that boost we had in January is gone. And does this mean that our goals are kind of not as achievable as they were, or it can start to feel a little bit harder? Maybe it doesn't feel as easy to get up and put your active wear or your trainers on and go for a run in the morning as it did in January. Maybe, you know, recording your episode of, episode of your podcast every single week doesn't feel as easy as it did when your husband was, say, on Christmas leave and you had two parents at home all the time and you had a little bit more disposable time up your sleeve. Maybe reading your book every single night isn't as easy when you're not on holidays because a lot of the a lot of the time in January, some of us are on leave, we can have a quieter month, we take time off. It can be a time of reflection and of just really taking a break. And when we don't have all of the pressures of, you know, our day to day work, taking the kids to childcare, school, wherever we're taking them, whatever the million and one things that we need to make happen every single day throughout the year, when we don't have all of those pressures, Taking those actions can feel a lot easier because we have a lot more space and a lot more disposable time to take them. But enter February, which is where we are right now, and it can become a bit of a crunchy month. It becomes a month where we sort of start to waver when it comes to the actions we're taking to achieve our goals, when it comes to how productive we are. We can kind of teeter a little bit feeling unsure about whether the goals we set are actually really the right ones, whether they are achievable, whether we can actually even make them happen and our motivation plummets and we can start to feel a little bit slumpy for want of a better word. And this doesn't always happen in February. You know, often we can experience this at any point through the year and we will notice that our motivation ebbs and flows The problem is when we start tying the potential to achieve our goals or the likelihood that we are going to achieve our goals with the amount of motivation we have. Because when we start to do that, when we attach 
whether or not we will achieve our goals to whether or not we are feeling motivated, we actually lose a lot of our power. So waiting around for motivation to come, which is an ebb and flow, it's not an emotion, an ebb and flow state. Motivation is an ebb and flow state. So motivation comes and goes. It can be dictated by things that are in your control and things that are outside your control. So often our motivation is dictated by how much sleep we've had. And if you have kids, you'll probably find that your motivation to get out of bed every morning is generally quite low. Your natural motivation to throw those covers back and open the curtains and step outside and sing with the breeze, clearly that's what I do every morning, is normally naturally quite low. If you've had a bad night's sleep, even if you haven't had a bad night's sleep, you are generally just exhausted as a parent. So waiting around for your motivation to come can feel quite disheartening. It can also be tough when your disposable time gets squeezed. So if you are, say you have a nine to five and you're working on a side hustle or say you're working part time and you also have three kids, Say you have your first baby and, you know, you have a newborn and all of your time is taken up breastfeeding, but you had this side project that you were working on while you were on mat leave. Whatever it is, often when we return, inverted commas, from any kind of break or holiday period, we naturally feel that our disposable time gets squeezed. When we have a big life transition, when, you know, we're in the thick of things with just everything that life throws at us day to day, our disposable time can become really compacted and it can make it a lot harder to fit the things in that we want to do. It doesn't mean that we can't take action. It doesn't mean that we can't move toward our goals, even if we only have a very small amount of disposable time. But it does mean that strategically fitting those things in, that finding space for those actions that we need to take day to day becomes a lot harder and it feels a lot less natural to us. And this can be a problem because as humans, instinctively, we want to do the things that feel natural to us. We want to do the things that feel easy. And when something doesn't feel easy, it's really primal that we shy away from it. If something doesn't feel easy for our brain, our brain will actually say to us, hey, that doesn't feel good. That doesn't feel easy. I don't want to do that. I'm going to find the easier way. I'm going to find the quicker way to get to what I want. And often, primarily what your brain wants, especially when you're in a state of, you know, feeling like you want to get something done, feeling like you want to feel end the day feeling like you've achieved something, what your brain wants is to satisfy that feeling. And it doesn't really care how it does that. Well, it does care. It wants to satisfy that feeling in the easiest way it knows how. So this is why, for example, this is classic procrastination 101. This is why when you were at home, working from home or wherever you are, but I'm going to use the example of home because there's a washing machine at home and laundry is the analogy that I love to use when I talk about this scenario. (laughs) When you were at home and you have a calendar reminder pop up saying work on your newsletter for this month, often you will find yourself in the laundry doing your third load of washing for the day. And why is this? Because you know that you want to write a newsletter each week or you know that, you know, whatever goal you've set for yourself, whether it's send a newsletter a quarter, whether it's 
you know, write a paragraph every week, what it, however small or big the action is, you know that you want to keep that commitment to yourself. You've put the calendar reminder in, why are you not sticking to it and in the laundry doing washing instead? The reason is because your brain wants to feel the sense of achievement and the quickest way it can get to that feeling of achievement is by doing things that it knows it is confident in doing. So you can feel a sense of achievement by doing the laundry. You can feel a sense of achievement cleaning out the cat's litter box. You can feel a sense of achievement by going to the shop to buy yourself two litres of milk. But the thing is, when it comes to your bigger goals for the year or the month or however long you're talking about, unless one of your goals is to consume more milk or do more laundry, there's not really much in the actions that you've taken for that day in terms of moving you closer to where you want to be. So you might get your laundry done. And you might, you know, have a never ending supply of milk in your fridge. But when it comes to sending out your newsletter, you've gotten nowhere. But your brain still chases this feeling of achievement. And this is kind of the same as motivation and the way motivation works. So what can happen is we wait around for motivation to come before we take action on something that feels hard. So... For example, it might be, I want to publish a podcast episode every week this year. I want to grow my podcast by X amount of downloads this year. Okay, so if we say we want to publish a podcast episode every week or we want to grow by however many downloads, we put an action in place to help us get there. So if it's, for example, say it's it's grow the number of downloads you might put an action in place, okay, I'm going to to grow my number of downloads, I'm going to publish more episodes. How many more episodes will this be? Okay, I'm going to publish two episodes a month. So then I diarize the time that I'm going to write the episode, record the episode, publish the episode. You diarize all those things and the first few times you do them, they feel good. You can make them happen, you can do it, you're feeling great, this is amazing, you're right on track and then the third time feels a little bit harder. The fourth time you've had a bad night's sleep the night before or you know your kid hasn't gone to bed on time and so it's getting really late and you think oh I just I don't feel like doing it now, I don't want to do it, maybe I'll do it tomorrow, it doesn't matter if I miss an episode this week, that's fine. And it is fine. If you've listened to this podcast for a while now, you will know I am a huge advocate for rest and walking away and taking a step back and taking a breath when you truly need to. If you're exhausted and you have had an hour's sleep the night before and your kid hasn't gone to bed for hours in the evening and it is 11 p.m. and you just need to get some sleep, then yes, you need to get some sleep and you need to miss recording this week's podcast episode because at the end of the day, if you don't publish a podcast episode this week, it will be fine. No one will die. You are not a brain surgeon. Sorry to break it to you. But what I'm talking about here are those weeks where, okay, perhaps you Uh, Just feeling a little bit like, oh, a few things happened today. I haven't had the best day. And you're kind of digging out these excuses in your brain where, you know, it might be like, oh, but I'm a bit tired because, you know, I don't know. I had a couple of wake ups last night 
and I had a big day today and I just don't really feel like recording my episode. No one's going to notice if I don't publish it. It's okay. I'll just miss it. And again, whatever you want to do, whatever decision you make is okay. We're not here to beat ourselves up because we miss recording a podcast slot because we, you know, we wanted to do something else. But what can happen is we make the decision to not record the podcast episode and then we wait. We wait next week to feel that motivation come back, to feel like, okay, this is the week I record the episode. And then the motivation doesn't come back because inevitably this, you know, a similar thing has happened. Something else has happened through the day where we're meant to record our podcast episode or, you know, another event happens with our kids or with a client or with something else, whatever it is, you know, it might be that you've forgotten to pack your kids lunch and you can't do two things at once. So what am I going to do this week? I'm going to miss the podcast episode again. Ah, this sucks. I haven't done it again. And then we keep waiting for this burst of motivation to, you know, help us commit to achieving this goal. And we keep finding that things get in the way of it every single time. And yes, like I said before, sometimes there will legitimately be circumstances and situations where you do need to prioritize other things, especially if you are time pressed, especially if you have a really small amount of disposable time. There will often be things where you need to make a choice to prioritize something else instead. But instead of then waiting for motivation to come to help you record this podcast episode, you need to make a plan for a new action step. So if you do miss the slot that you have allocated to yourself to record your podcast episode, you then instead of waiting for you know the next day to come and like I'll wait for a time when I've you know I've got a little break in my schedule which but now you never will <laughs> or you know you wait for a time where you feel inspired or you know just waiting waiting for this motivation to come you need to make a plan for what your new action step will be and then when it comes time to take that action step you take it whether you are motivated to take it or not and again, if the same thing happens, if your plans get derailed, if you need to prioritize something else, you make the choice, you make a new plan, new action step. When are you going to take the action? You get to the time to take the action step and you take it, whether you're motivated or not. And the reason I'm repeating this so much, if you're thinking, oh my God, how many times is she going to say this? Is because this really is the key to making your goals happen for the year. Making your big goals happen is honestly just committing to taking action and continuing to show up in inverted commas because I feel like show up is like in the library of the equivalent of online business corporate speak. Continuing to show up and take that action is honestly how your goals happen. And the reason I wanted to talk about this this week is because there is a lot online, especially when it comes to business. So there's a lot online about this generally, but especially when it comes to business, about creating something that feels easy, feels light, feels aligned. That's another one that should be in the online business corporate speak dictionary. 
And some of this is really relevant. You know, you you don't want to start a business doing something you hate because <laughs> why would you do that? That would be ridiculous. So I see where a lot of this messaging is coming from. And it's definitely relevant when it comes to choosing what you want to be doing with your day. But I think what can happen is a lot of this messaging can build this illusion that our days, particularly if you are a business owner, our days should feel really easy all the time. Our days should kind of be filled with these pool swims and cocktails and traveling and, you know, dashing out at 3 p.m. every day to get manicures. And that's lovely, but that paints quite an unrealistic picture of what each and every day is like as a solo business owner. So that is not to say that you can't go and swim in the pool because you certainly do have the flexibility to go and jump in the pool whenever you like when you work for yourself. That is the great thing about having your own business. But if you swim in the pool all day, every day, you're going to get to the end of the year with a killer backstroke, but probably not much more than that. So you can jump in the pool. You can go for a beach swim. You can go get a manicure, but not all day, every day is going to feel like that. And I think that's why we feel this disconnect around how we're supposed to feel. So again, you know, talking about waiting to feel motivated to make something happen and and what, you know, the, what the reality is of actually making something happen feels like. And I don't think online, what the messaging, a lot of the messaging that is online at the moment really helps us with that. So like I said, the truth is achieving what you want to achieve and living the days you want to live only comes from the sum of the actions you take every single day. So even when we do talk about having a day that feels easy, this doesn't just happen. So what does a day that feels easy actually look like to you? So what do you do in this day? What actions do you take to make your easy day happen? Even if you have a day that feels lovely and light and easy, it's still a sum of the actions you've taken during that day to make that happen. And I think we have this struggle with productivity because on one side, there is this really welcome shift away from, you know, bro productivity, which is kind of working all of these hours on, you know, often pointless tasks that get you nowhere for the sake of looking and feeling busy. So it's that stereotypical running around with your Blackberry or like your Bluetooth earpiece. That was my personal fave. And on the other hand, we're now moving towards this pursuit of the Instagram ideal of living and breathing this business beast that feels totally easeful 24 hours a day. But the thing is, nothing feels that way. And if it does, you're either asleep or dead. Like, sorry to be blunt, but but nothing feels totally easy 24 hours a day. And I think the problem's come from when we are waiting to feel motivated or we're waiting to feel like doing something is easy because if we're waiting to feel like doing something is easy all the time we're going to be waiting a long time and we're not really going to get very far so 
if you get nothing from this episode, which admittedly has had very little structure to it and it's mostly been me talking through my feelings on motivation versus action but if you get nothing else from this episode stop waiting for motivation instead start planning out step by step the actions you need to take to get you to where you want to go so a simple way to start is by breaking your yearly goals down by month, week and day. And you don't have to do this all at once. You can do this as you go. So for example, I've set goals for my year and at the beginning of each month, I look at my goals for the year and I work out what I'm going to do this month to make that happen. So if it's a project-based goal, you might find it helpful to map it out over the course of a year. So for example, if you're launching a new offer or you have an online course coming up that you want to get out into the world, that can be helpful to look at as a bird's eye over the next 12 to 24 months or however long it is that you're planning on taking to launch. But when it comes to, you know, your goals that are more around, say, for example, I have a goal that I want to focus on my movement and my strength this year. So each month, I plan out step by step what that's going to look like for me. So, for example, my monthly goal for January when it comes to movement and strength might be to, number one, keep all my appointments with my PT that I have. So I have a PT every week that I I, I lock in and I've only had to move her once this month and I am feeling pretty good about that. And the other thing I've committed to doing is walking twice a week whether it's before work when my husband works from home or after the kids go to bed when he works from home so those are examples there there was some more in there for those of you who are thinking well that's not very much fitness and (laughs) so for that's that's an example of how you can map out monthly the goals that you set yourself for the year So the key to making your goals stick around longer than your January wish list is not motivation. It's taking action even when and if it feels hard. That, my friends, is where your power is. And it doesn't sound sexy and it doesn't always feel exciting. It doesn't feel easy. But once you make taking action your new habit, it will feel appealing to you it will start to feel like it does when you are motivated because you will be habitually taking action and you will start to see over time the action you're taking paying off and that becomes addictive too that becomes like a little dopamine hit for your brain and it will replace what motivation used to give you so That's it for this week's episode, guys. I hope you found that helpful and I hope it's inspired you to feel more powerful when it comes to taking action to bring you closer to your goals for 2024. It is the most exciting thing in the world to me when I see my clients and other business owners achieving what they've set out to achieve and the excitement and 
the honestly the fulfillment that comes from that is like it's like no other so I hope you've enjoyed this episode if you have please hit follow or subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes I publish episodes every Tuesday morning at 6am so up bright and early to listen guys and if you did enjoy this episode feel free to share it with a friend who you think might like listening so that's it for the week and until next week I'll chat to you then bye